Welcome to The Sofa. I'm Sherry. I'm Bonnie. And this is the Sisters Hallmark Sip and Chat Podcast. We're a couple of crown heads who love all things Hallmark. Welcome back to The Sofa and our week six, part two episode of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas. In this episode, we'll be sipping a Lambrusco Sangria from the Hallmark Channel Countdown to Christmas Celebrate the Movie Magic Book. You can find the recipe and a link to buy the book on our website, sisterssipandchat.ca. Head to Facebook and Instagram to see pictures of our creations. In this episode, we'll be chatting about the four movies, Catch Me If You Claws, Hollow the Holly Lit Up, Our Christmas Mural, and A Biltmore Christmas. Movie number one, Catch Me If You Claws, starring Italia Risi as Avery and Luke McFarlane as Chris. Avery is on the brink of anchoring her first news segment when an intruder in a Santa suit breaks into her house, claiming to be the real Santa, on his first mission. Trouble finds them at every turn as they investigate a career-making news story. Let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. But first, a quick explanation. Our custom sofa rating system includes a list of 20 hallmark tropes broken down into 10 categories that will determine how hallmark is this movie you can download the list from our website sisterssipandchat.ca this particular movie earned 10 sofas the categories are town holiday celebrations family and friends affairs of the heart christmas magic so i wasn't sure what this movie was trying to be is it a romance Is it a mystery? Is it a comedy? I don't know. But to me, it was just like a very campy Christmas movie. It was an interesting take on the new Santa trope. But for me, it was just a bit disjointed. To be honest, I actually liked the movie. I did have some humor in it. I found it funny and cute to the movie, showing how adults should still believe in the Santa spirit. But I did have a few issues with the movies, and here's my top two. Why wouldn't Santa's helpers have been able to find him through that watch locator that he was able to use to get him around the world? So they, you know, you can find us on our phones, right? Mm -hmm. And why would the bad guys leave the hostages alone so they could just easily get away? Nobody catches them. That was a little bit out there for me. Yeah, there was a... (laughs) That was the thing with the movie. It just it it didn't flow logic to me. And uh, the main uh, female character, I found her like very grumpy and sort of grating even at the beginning. Uh-huh. And I just couldn't get into how selfish she was being about this on air segment. And she kind of didn't care what Chris needed, even you know after he was trying to prove who he was. Then all of a sudden. She went from angrily distrusting him to being all lovey-dovey, like making out and everything. But her focus still was always really on her story as opposed to making sure children around the world got their Christmas gifts. So I wasn't so into that part of it. So you are right that she did flip-flop from cross being cross with him to lovey very quickly. And it still had some real holes in this movie because the fact that the real robbers were fighting to ensure that the female robber got credit and which was completely ridiculous. But then when the male robber did give the female robber credit, 
then she, it was like a sign of love between the two lovers. So that yeah, was a I'm bit not out. sure how that had to do with Christmas. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like to to me, my cheese meter of how cheesy this movie was off the charts. Like for 99% of this movie. I just, <laughs> I had a hard time connecting emotionally to the main characters. And I really, really wanted to. Honestly, I was excited to watch the movie, but it's just too bad. Though the sleigh itself was pretty cool. I got to give it to them for the sleigh. I actually did like the theater troupe and their crazy traditions. The, the, the characters were awesome. But it was super funny that their payment was pizza and they were pretty jazzed about that. That's true. <laughs> simple, simple joys. Yes. Movie number two, Hall Out the Holly Lit Up, starring Lacey Chabert as Emily, Wes Brown as Jared, Stephen Toblowski as Ned, Ellen Travolta as Mary Louise, and Melissa Peterman as Pamela. Evergreen Lane has new neighbors, the Jolly Johnsons, who are holiday reality show royalty. Right away, they convince their starstruck neighbors to join their new events, putting a major wrench into Emily and Jared and the HOA committee's plans. Will the Johnsons' ambitious plans inspire even more holiday spirit on Evergreen Lane or break it? So let's find out how this movie rated on our separating system. It earned... 15 out of 20 sofas. And the categories are Town Holiday Celebrations, Clash of the Classes, Here Comes the Bride, Location, 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 Family and Friends, and the charitable event was the annual toy drive. Okay, so this was one of my personal top three picks. And I absolutely love all of the actors in this movie. And I really couldn't get enough of the first movie. However, this storyline did not do it for me. So I am two for two on my picks so far. <laughs> not yeah. a good start. <laughs> I didn't super enjoy it last year, the first one, though I love Lacey Chabert and I basically love her and pretty much anything she does. But I did find this new famous reality star neighbors right from the beginning. They weren't neighborly. They got more obnoxious and annoying as the movie went on, which mm. made it really hard a hard time enjoying those scenes like they were being nasty at some points and even when the people totally in the neighborhood welcomed them with open arms like literally they helped move boxes into their house on that very first day a hundred percent i agree the new neighbors actually gave holiday spirit a bad name yeah. and it made it hard to get into the spirit with the movie the cast did their usual great job to support the storyline or the lack of storyline, yeah. but they are all such funny and strong actors. So it was sad that the storyline didn't really support what great work they could do, but I still enjoy the people. I agree with you. I think that the most of the cast, the cast, the returning cast, I guess what I'm trying to mm -hmm. say yeah. was enjoyable. I still enjoy watching them too. And, you know, I love Christmas decorating, but I really don't like watching it when it's weaponized against others, which is really, this is part of what I didn't like the last time either. It just makes it difficult for me to watch. Like, I don't care about measuring how big your nutcracker is, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't care. I was going to say how big my nutcracker needs to be. Like, that part just bugs me a little. But I still love Lacey Chabert. She's just, she's my favorite part of this whole movie. And I'm glad at the end that she ended up 
bowing out of that competition because the whole movie became this competition. And even if it meant that she had to give in to that really obnoxious neighbor. I totally agree with you about the weaponizing. I didn't like the whole idea of citations or someone putting music speakers on my property. I don't yeah, think that's so. a no. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> time no. I have my grandchildren here. They need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, that was However, a really it's just huge quite presumptuous, right? Like, yeah, it was a huge overstep as a neighbor for sure to to do something like that. Uh, the elaborate proposal at the end was oh. definitely my favorite part. The engagement ring was huge, is gorgeous. <laughs> and the fact that he put it in that porcelain egg, it was just lovely. His plan proposed to her was super thoughtful and romantic. I love that the whole neighborhood got involved and that her parents were there to enjoy it and not in Florida. That was really I sweet. think that was really good too, Yeah. I'd have to say the proposal was the best part of the movie, which was so disappointing since I was excited to see this movie. Although I, I did think it was funny when she had to call in silver and gold to come help. And that turned out to be her parents that were the <laughs> silver and true. gold code. 911. <laughs> that was Very funny. Cute. Okay, movie number three, our Christmas mural. Starring Alex Paxton Beasley as Olivia and Dan Janot as Will. Olivia's mom secretly enters her in the Wellington mural contest. She wins and with help from the local teacher and runner-up Will, she creates her Christmas masterpiece while he helps her son work through his grief with art therapy. Now let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. This movie rated a 17 out of 20 and the categories are... Town Holiday Celebrations, Location, 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 Family and Friends, Affairs of the Heart, Big Life Changes, Christmas Magic, and the charitable event was the Ordman Exchange. The mural was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love being able to see how a large-scale mural like that comes together. I thought that was really special that they showed that. Yeah, I had I no would idea be, what they did. <laughs> me either. I was like, oh, we're getting to see all the bits and pieces, not just her painting something. And I just thought, wow, that was super intimidating to have to figure out a whole wall. But you see how they break it out so it makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm glad that Olivia and Will got over their initial rivalry so that Will can help her on the mural. Uh, it can be a real struggle to be creative when you're going through something emotionally. Most say that the best way to get inspired is just by doing the thing that you're ner nervous to do, which Will encouraged her to do. And I can imagine the blank canvas is just as intimidating as a blank page, which I can find super intimidating sometimes, which is why I'm what's called a plotter. I always have to have some sort of rough plan, at least, if not a more elaborate plan, so that my imagination can thrive while having, uh, you know, a plan that eases my anxiety. And that was, you could see her going through that process to making out, you know, her, uh, her initial plans and going through them with Will. I really like that they showed all that bits and pieces, how it how much it takes to become creative and create these beautiful things we enjoy. That was really great. And seeing the different um, artisans that she drew to get to that mind thought of which she chose to be the main piece. But again, as a writer yourself, you can totally relate to that whole blank page, you know, writer's mm -hmm. block scenario. So, and how, 
I mean, you can emotionally understand what she was going through when things get you blocked or, or stunted in what you're doing. I am not a writer and I'm not really uh, an artist either. I like to be creative, but not in either of those ways. So I couldn't really relate to that. So for someone like me who doesn't do those types of creative things, it was really, really interesting to watch that and see how that process works and how, I mean, I probably would have drew the first picture and just that's what it was. That's it. That's what's happening. But but how they did that and the fact, like you said, building that wall on it. And because at first when the guy, the uh, the oh, the wreck gentleman, whatever his name was, when he gives mm-hmm. her the keys for the place so she could work, I'm thinking, why would she need that? Like she's going to be working on the wall outside. But I didn't realize that you you make it somewhere else and bring it. So yeah. that was very interesting mm-hmm. my husband absolutely loved Will's sense of humor and I could see my husband in many of the silly statements that he met that he had made and dealing with death is so very very hard mm-hmm. but I have known several people who've used art therapy for their children with great success so I was really grateful to see that they added that aspect in this movie and showed how great it can be because maybe it, there's not enough people that know about it I thought art therapy sounds like such an imaginative and productive way for kids and adults. And adults, there are. Yeah, totally. To work through their emotional struggles like grief, which can be especially confusing for kids. And I, I liked the idea of the ornament exchange, too, and how excited Parker was to participate. I think that helped bring him out of you know, his grief and, and using the art therapy to get there. I thought that was great. It was the ornament exchange was a new one for me, but it was such a sweet idea. I'd never heard of that before, but it was great that the young boy found common ground with Will because they had both lost a parent as a child. And I Mm -hmm. think that that really helped the boy trust Will in order to participate in the therapy, to have the success that he was having, because you need to be able to have that trust with someone. So I thought they did a really good job of showing that they built a bit of a relationship and that Will knew how to build that relationship before the therapy started, which was great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think they handled that very excellently. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought her mom was super sweet, even though she was quite a kind-hearted meddler. (laughs) It was obvious that Olivia, she needed a push in her life. Maybe she would have preferred a lighter push in her life, but she still really needed that push nonetheless. She needed to realize that success can be found anywhere, not just New York or the big city or whatever, that even in a small town or any other town like Wellington, you can find success in a, in a measured way that you can find success. Absolutely. Once again, Our star has an opportunity to make a big life change and she needs to recognize that it's really important to do what is important for her whole family. I can understand why she may not want to remove her son from the home that the dad lived in, but Mm -hmm. I was so glad that the child understood that the father's in their heart wherever they may live. That was pretty insightful for him to be able to do that. Yes, absolutely. Parker saying that his dad lives wherever they are just warmed my heart to no end. And I really liked the line, you can't let the fear of losing someone outweigh the joy of loving them. I thought that was That's so very poignant powerful. and suitable for this movie. 
Movie number four, A Biltmore Christmas, starring Bethany Joy Lenz as Lucy and Christopher Palaha as Jack. When Lucy is tasked with the rewrite of a beloved Christmas classic, His Merry Wife, she visits the Biltmore estate where the movie was filmed. With the flip of a special hourglass and some Christmas magic, Lucy finds herself in 1941 and on the set of the original film with its handsome and enigmatic star, Jack Houston. Okay, so this movie rated 17 out of 20 sofas. And the categories are town holiday celebrations, location, 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 family and friends, unexpected hiccups, big life changes, Christmas magic, and the charitable event was gift giving event for the Biltmore employees and their children. Okay, this movie moved me right from the beginning with that whole classic version of that movie that was playing this because it was a slight change on It's a Wonderful Life, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. The estate was breathtaking. And of course, time travel concept is one of my favorites. But when she uses, when she's back in time, that her name is Sandra Bullock after they'd made that pun earlier, that was really funny. (laughs) I agree with you. That one cracked me up. When I saw that Hallmark had filmed a movie at the beautiful Biltmore Estate, which is a place I'd love to visit one day and have thought about it for a while, I immediately made it my on my must-be-watch list. So this is my third top three uh, choice for this season, and I don't think it disappointed at all. Scenes no, of the you've stunning- had a really good run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scenes of the stunning estate, a classic Christmas movie, Hollywood glamour, literally what's not to love, <laughs> okay? It was awesome. As a writer, though, I could not imagine wanting to change the end of a classic movie like It's a Wonderful Life or Elf. Like, that would be way intimidating. But honestly, many of the movies we love now actually had alternative endings, and we just don't know about them. But mostly, I would be thrilled to go back in time when one of these classic movies was filmed and watch the whole process and meet the stars of the day, too. That is pretty cool. That was. I love how her friend that she meets on the tour in our timeline that catches her returning from the past. And she suggests, oh, my goodness, you must be a ghost. But then when Lucy tells her, no, I went back in time, that she thinks is crazy. Her being yeah. a ghost, not so bad. <laughs> Traveling time, that can't happen. I love all the clothes that they wore from the era. The gown was my favorite, but it was just cool how she'd come back wearing something else. I'm curious where her clothes are that she had when she yeah. left. She left her clothes in her phone. Like where were all where was all her stuff? That's stuff. a very good question. Where her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> where did it go? <laughs> I did love the tour friend, Miss Major. She was super funny. And <laughs> I think so that funny. confiding in her made the movie funnier. Um I always enjoy a time travel movie and the use of the hourglass as an actual time machine was very clever and elegantly simple, although it was easy to break. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been just as curious as she was and tried again just to see if it worked. Certainly if it worked the first time, I would want to know if it worked the second time. And I agree. I love the behind the scenes look at the movie making and all those period costumes. They did They did an excellent job of replicating that era, for sure. The best part for me of this movie, I think, though, was the chemistry between Lucy and Jack. Their banter was chef's kiss perfect. Oh, 
one of my favorite lines um, that Lucy said was, why couldn't the hourglass be a DeLorean? Which is another frame from another movie, Back to the Future, <laughs> so she could get back. That was very funny. And and uh, I know they only alluded to it, but of course, my husband right off the bat, right at the beginning says, oh, that's number one from Star Trek something or other. Yes, so did my husband said the same <laughs> said, thing. Oh, hey, is that, that number one? That must be the, that's the angel. The name. Yeah, it's like, is that number one? I'm like, I'm supposed to know. And of course, somehow I do from Star Trek know that, yes, that was number was one. Was it Next Generation or, oh, yes. man, he did tell me which one it yes, was. Yeah, it's okay. Next Generation with Picard. That's for sure. <laughs> so funny that they both picked up on that. Yep. <laughs> uh, my favorite line was, my happy ending was always there. I just needed to open my eyes and see it. Like, I guess that the characters deserve their happy ending too. So I love that they kind of connected that. That was from the writer. Um, and then, of course, it does end in a happy ending. Instead of changing it, it does end in that happy ending. I love that the snowball was used as a weapon to help Lucy escape. How clever was that, that they <laughs> used a snowball to help her escape? Um, and I also love that they used familiar Hallmark actors in the remake of the film. When she did the remake, there were two actors that we see in our all of our movies, other movies like every yeah. single time i thought that was so clever and smart i just love the vibes and the heart of this movie the setting of course was definitely the star of the show for me and it did remind me of last year's show which i honestly the name escapes me now where he owned the home in past time and then he came back and then at the end of the movie, he ends up staying in our timeline. And again, yeah. with this one, her giving him that date, he utilized that to be with her. So I thought yes. that was pretty great. And again, the movie is about him giving up his wings yes. to save the woman. This time he gave up his life to be with her again, because now he's got to learn a whole new life. Yeah. So I totally. thought that was cool that they did the same thing twice, like different slightly different but the same concept of giving up to because you love someone yeah because he said sure. i hope i i hope i love someone that much yeah exactly and then in the end they were together so always the nice happy ever after ending mm -hmm. that we love okay so drink update the sangria I love a sangria. Sangria is a bonus <laughs> any drink that comes with a snack built into it is like one of my favorite drinks and it was very pretty and I liked it. I thought this was a good choice. I totally agree. This episode was brought to you by Hamish Community Services, opening doors by taking the dis out of disabilities. You can find out more information at hamish.ca. Well, fellow crown heads, we've come to the end of today's chat. You can find all our episodes on your favorite podcast network. And on our website, sistersipandchat.ca. Subscribe and never miss a chat session. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. And we'll save you a seat on the sofa.